0: Hello everybody and Kia um, In today's uh, webinar, we will take you through um, the outcomes of an Ostrots project that was commissioned to establish a system to report uh, serious road crash injuries in a consistent way um, throughout Australia and over time. We have more than 400 people registered for today's session. Welcome to you all and thanks for joining us. My name is Ekaterina, I'm a senior communications officer at Ostroad, and I will be moderating today's session together with Michael Mewstig, Ostroad's road safety and design program manager. Michael is one of our presenters today, and he will also moderate um, the Q&A at the end of the webinar. I would like to start by acknowledging the Treaty of Waitani and Maori as the regional people of New Zealand. I also acknowledge the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the custodians of the land from which we are broadcasting today. Austroats is based in Sydney and today I'm on the land of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. I pay my respect to all this past, present and emerging and their deep and ongoing connection to the land. A little bit about Australs, we are the Collective of Australasian Transport and Traffic Agencies and our focus is to support our member organizations to deliver an improved road transport network. Uh, The project that we are focusing on today was delivered under the Road Safety and Design Programme, which is managed by Michael Newstick bit of housekeeping. Um, Our presenters will speak for 40 minutes and then we will have a Q&A session for 15 minutes. The slides and the reports can be downloaded from the handout section of your sidebar, which you will find on the right hand side of your screen. Um, To send us your questions for the Q&A, please use the question icon on your sidebar. Um, If your question relates to any particular slide, um, include the number of that slide in your message to help us answer your question as best as we can. Um, also let us know if you have any technical problems, but a quick tip if you lose sound or your picture freezes, the issue is most likely with your internet connection. So leaving the session and joining again using your registration link usually helps. Um, this session has been recorded and we will let you know when uh, the recording is available on our website. If you listen to podcasts, uh, you can also find those shorts in your podcast app. So it gives me great pleasure to introduce our presenters for today. Uh, Michael Newstick will introduce the project, uh, followed by the detailed presentation of project method and findings uh, by Professor James Harrison from Flinders University. James is an injury epidemiologist and public health physician um, who is active nationally and internationally in measuring and classifying um, injury for public health um, purposes. The next speaker is Associate Professor Angela Watson, um, whose presentation will focus on the use of the data. Angela is uh, is a Principal Research Fellow at Queensland University of Technology. She has worked in road safety for 20 years, specialising in data linkage and analysis of large um, crash offence and administrative health data sets. Um, the presentation will be summarised by um, James Harrison and concluded by Michael Newstick, who will um, talk about the next steps. And after that, uh, we will have time for your questions. So welcome to all our presenters and over to you, Michael.
1: Thank you, Ekaterina, and uh, welcome. Uh, to all of our viewers today. Thank you for joining us. So while in Australia, we have a good understanding of the national road fatality problem. The serious injury data gap is being regularly highlighted as a big challenge for the management of road safety in Australia. We have had limited knowledge of the scale, nature and severity of non-fatal injuries suffered by road users. We know that crash data on its own is limited. It's largely focused on vehicle movements from crashes that result in death and injury. Now, This doesn't tell us much about the nature of injuries suffered and it tends to underreport certain types of crashes, especially those that involve people who might be injured while riding or walking. The different data systems and processes that are used across states and territories means that the data cannot be reliably compared across borders and it doesn't allow us to assemble a reliable national picture. On the other hand, hospital data is available and largely consistent across the country but it's recorded for the purposes of managing the treatment of disease and injury. It doesn't give us a lot of information on the causes of injury. By bringing both crash and hospital data together, we can create a more complete picture. So Austroads commissioned a proof of concept project, and you can see here on the left hand side of the screen, in 2019, we published a report that demonstrated that we could link crash and hospital records across states and territories of Australia. Following that work, we commissioned a stage two project that is the subject of this webinar. So today's webinar represents the culmination of a challenging but highly successful project that has demonstrated what we can achieve when States and Territories of Australia collaborate and share data. The stage two project set out to establish a system for reporting serious injuries due to road crashes in a consistent way across the country and over time. This addressed key actions from the previous National Road Safety Strategy Action Plans. I would like to um, start by acknowledging the amazing efforts of Tim Risby. He was um, recently resigned from the um, Bureau of Infrastructure and Transport Research Economics after a long career there. Now, Tim helped to establish this work. He was a real champion of the effort we made here and helped to establish agreements that provide Austroads with access to Australia's police health and road crash databases, and he supported the various people and groups involved in the tasks of assessing, of accessing, assembling and analysing data. I also thank Peter Johnston for ably carrying on the work Tim has started, and bringing us to this really important moment in our road safety management story. I also want to acknowledge David Bobberman, the former Austroads Road Safety and Design Program Manager. Thank him for his leadership in establishing and delivering this work. And I thank the members of the Road Safety Task Force, uh, most listed here on the slide, for their support in in bringing various data custodians on this journey. Uh, This this task force also provided the all-important critical review of the project outputs. The presentation you'll hear today and the research report that has been released last week provide a comprehensive national picture of the serious injuries occurring in road transport. So I'd like to finish the introduction here and hand over to Professor James Harrison who will describe the method and broad findings. And I'll see you uh, at the end of the presentation to help with any questions you might pose. Thank you, James.
2: Well, thank you, Michael. And um, thank you to everybody who's uh, online for this presentation. Just before I begin uh, my so, talking about <clears throat> my uh, material, I'd also like to um, acknowledge uh my co-investigators in this work uh associate professor angela watson who will be uh pre- presenting part of this uh, presentation a little later and uh dr joanne flavel uh, who uh, at the beginning of the project was here at flinders but is now at uh, at adelaide university uh, and i'd also like to express my my uh, uh acknowledgement of the um of, of the considerable contributions of Tim Risby and Peter Johnston to this project, and mention Dr Ali Sultani, who has enjoyed, uh, joined the investigative group this year. As, uh, as Michael has pointed out, there's been a, a growing and now uh, uh, in, intense recognition of the need to m- measure and monitor non-fatal road injury in Australia, as well as fatal, as a basis for managing the problem. And that previous work, mainly in individual Australian uh, states and territories, has uh, led to the conclusion that no single existing source of data provides a very good basis for this. Uh, Some jurisdiction-specific studies have, uh, have explored the use of record linkage and have generally shown its potential. So this, propo- this project sort of takes the step towards national coverage, t- towards extending, applying uh, the findings that, that, have, that have been made in, in some work in individual jurisdictions, and a- extending and applying that at national level. And as, P- as uh, Michael pointed out, it's been a two-stage process: initially proof of concept, and this current stage to, to, develop, the, to develop the work further. In doing the work, we've we've recognised that, that we're that what we're doing is fundling, fundamentally about measurement, about better measurement. And this slide sort of outlines some of the thought process, some of the major points that we've considered in undertaking the work. What I want to do for the next, uh, for the next couple of minutes is talk about some of the thinking that underlies this work. Um, I won't go through all of the points. I, uh, as uh, Michael did, I refer, refer you to the report for, for more detail. Um, so to begin with, let's looking at, the, um, at at data in this project, we've used three sources of data, three types of data. We've used data from many more sources of that because we've obtained these uh, types of data, particularly the hospital and crash data from uh, nearly all the jurisdictions in Australia. But in terms of types, there's three: uh, hospital admitted patient data, crash data, and death data. Other sources are being used and have been used in record linkage work on this topic in some uh, states and territories, and I think could usefully add to to, to the work um, being done at national level in future. i point particularly to ambulance or retrieval data for reasons that I'll touch on a little bit later. But in this work, in, in, in sort of taking the big step that we recognised we were taking was to try to go national, um, to, to deal with uh, cross-jurisdictional issues in, uh, in, in, in doing this work. And um, the assessment was that to try to do that and deal with a a larger variety of data sets might be biting off more than could be chewed. So looking at those three types of data, hospital data. The data that we're using in the health sector jargon are admitted patient data. This is records of episodes in which a person has been admitted to hospital, to a ward, more than just going to an emergency department. Uh, The the sources, the the collections available in all of the uh, jurisdictions that participated cover all public hospital cases, and most people who are admitted after a crash and go to hospital are admitted to a public hospital. Where we could, we also got private hospital data, but that was only from some of the states. These crash data are are kind of there's essentially national consistency in these data sets. Substantial nationally national consistency in these data sets for uh, more than 20 years, with diagnoses and causes uh, coded to an international standard known as the International Classification of Diseases by professional coders. Crash data, as many of you would be aware, are records of road crashes and the vehicle and people involved in them. Um, they originate mainly from police crash investigators and specialist crash investigation unit investigations, but also from the obligatory reporting by crash-involved drivers. We also use death data. Even though this project was focusing on serious non-fatal injuries, we needed to understand death data really so that we weren't double counting um, uh, cases as both deaths and serious non-fatal cases, and for some (laughs) other related reasons, and so we also use death data. The fundamental approach used in this this work um, was record linkage. uh, What makes this sort of work time consuming and difficult in very large measure is the administrative process required to get approval to use uh, records in the way that's necessary for record linkage projects. Doing record linkage uh, work involves Uh, making use of both information of the type we need for analysis, but also identifying information, names and addresses and that kind of thing. And understandably, name and address information and health records um, are regarded as very sensitive. We had to seek and uh, obtain approvals from ethics committees and data custodians in, in uh, in, in all jurisdictions to get information that that it was uh, on names and address and so on, and to have that provided to the group that we engaged to undertake probabilistic record linkage based primarily on name, date of birth, and address. There were some other checks that we were able to use in the data um, on things like uh, whether for 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 co- uh, coherence and consistency after the record linkage based on that that sort of information, such as using. Uh, Examining uh, vehicle type as recorded in both hospital records and and um, and, and crash records, and looking for consistency and so on. This sort of work, um, using particularly using crash data, uh, but in in general, uh, remains unusual at national level in Australia. While a lot of linkage work has been done in individual jurisdictions, the additional complexity and um, and, uh, uh, and and time required to see, to seek and obtain the necessary um, Approvals across the country, across the many separate jurisdictions, has meant that this type of work has remained uh, remains unusual, and none before this one have used crash data in a uh, in an attempt to do a nas- national coverage. There's more to just getting the data and doing the record linkage to to get to the sort of numbers that are necessary are required. Um, an example of, of of what we also had to do was to uh, uh, to uh, identify um, individual cases that could be considered to be in scope for the, for the purposes of the, of the project. In the jargon I've used here, attributable. Um, so identify episodes that were attributable to, uh, to, to a, a person's involvement in a crash and in a particular crash. In this project, we included data for 10 years, and in that time, an individual and some individuals were involved in more than one crash. And this kind of this attributability was inferred by from various bits of information in in the records in ways that I'll describe a little further and are described further in the in the report. Here's a list of the sources of the data that we used. We had uh, crash and hospital admitted, admitted patient data for a ten-year period from the, the, the jurisdictions list that listed there. That's all Australian states and territories except Western Australia. We engaged in a, in a lengthy process of, of consultation and deliberation with um, people from Western Australia, a state in which there's a long tradition of good quality record linkage, but for a variety of reasons to do with the sort of issues I've just been talking about. The uh, the, the permissions process, the getting to yes in terms of um, a, in terms of approval from ethics committees and uh, custo- data custodians. We couldn't get to yes uh, from Western Australia. And so unfortunately, the uh, project does not, isn't national, but is subnational covering about 90% of the Australian population. As I indicated earlier, there were two fundamental sorts of information that we um, that, that we sought from each of the participating data sources, one being identifying data. The, ident- the This is the name and address information and similar things that are required to identify which records refer to a particular person. And that was the information used for, to undertake probabilistic linkage by the linkage service provider for the project, which is the linkage uh, the, linkage special, the specialist linkage group at the Australian, uh, Australian Institute of Health and Welfare. And that aspect of the work, the product of that work, is a thing known as a project person number. This is just an, a unique numerical identifier specific to our project, which it has the same value for all of the records which the probabilistic linkage process concludes belong to the same person, refer to the same person. The second aspect of the data is what we call content data. This is the items required for analysis, things like the sort of vehicle involved, and where and when a crash involved, and what kind of injury was sustained. And this information was provided by the data suppliers for use by the project in our online secure workspace in a facility known as SURE, the Secure Unified Research Environment. We organize things that way, uh, and keeping the the, da- the the unit record data, even the non-identified unit da- record data for the project solely in SURE, uh, in order to provide an additional level of assurance and confidence to the ethics committees and custodians who we were approaching to get permission to use their data in this way. This next series of slides uh, illustrate the information flows uh, required to undertake the project. So we can see there in the blue sort of symbols of discs, uh, discs uh, on on the left, indicating the hospital data custodians, the, the the people responsible for the for the hospital data we needed from each of the jurisdictions. In the green on the right, people responsible for the crash data that we needed for the project. Um, each of those parties um, were were asked to provide. These name and address files um, for for the people in the in in the relevant records in their collections to the uh, data linkage cus, uh, pr- provider for the for the project, and similarly the the national death index names and addresses were in effect provided to the same party, who was then able to do the work that was required to come up with their 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 best. appraisal of which records refer to each individual, create the PPNs that I just talked about before, and pass a list of those PPN numbers, along with the other uh, record uh, identifiers of each of the records from the three sources for for use in the secure unified research environment in, in the project's workspace there. That's the identifier data. Secondly, each of the custodians also provided a file of content data the uh, type of crash, the type of injury, and other things that we uh, wanted for analysis and had been approved for use in the project. They also provided files of that to SHORE. Within SHORE, we were then able to use the identifier numbers in the individual records and the PPN to assemble and process the records in ways that, um, uh, as best as the linkage process used could, can, uh, can achieve, um, was specific to persons rather than records we, the researchers, access the data ensure through uh, uh, a secure gateway uh, uh, as as online online data access. So, having got the data, we needed to estimate cases. And there's quite a bit to that, the the thinking and the the logic and the the processing um, required. So, the next few slides, I'll just walk through uh, the main aspects of that process. I've really talked, I've talked in broad terms about the three types of of, uh, data that were used in in the record, the three types of sources, crash records, hospital admitted cases, and death records. Um, And this this slide provides just a little bit more detail on that. I won't spend more time talking about about these points, uh, but I'm happy to um, respond to questions. There was an extensive process of assessing, cleaning, and preparing the records. As I mentioned earlier, there really hasn't been uh, a, a project that's previously sought to um, use crash records from the various jurisdictions in Australia. And whenever an information, a, a, a task, uh, whenever, whenever it's early days in making use of uh, data from, of a particular type from the collections in individual jurisdictions, it's typical to find that there's a lot of minor kind of variations and differences of scope and terminology and meaning and so on that need to be understood and dealt with in order to get reasonably comparable uh, information for a, for a national or subnational project. There were a number of data issues that came up most of which I, sh- I think I can say were, were related to the novelty of what we were doing and are not sort of things that are likely to continue to um, be a, a, a problem for an ongoing register on, the, on this topic. Um, I, I do note the, uh, note again here that we didn't get to yes with, in terms of approvals from Western Australia. There was an information access issue that meant that that, that our Victorian hospital data, essentially for the second half of our study, uh, study period, and there were one or two data items that we wanted that we couldn't get from that source, and so on. There were a number of, of these uh, rather specific gotchas or glitches in the, in the data that were provided to us, none of which were enough to stop us uh, making uh, considerable progress, um, and nearly all of which I think there's uh, reason to think would not continue to be a problem in an ongoing register. Um, the, one of the, the important steps in the assessment was really to, to check the PPNs as best we could in, in relation to other data that. That we had from the content record and for, for coherence and so on. I mentioned earlier the example of being able to check for con- coherence between or consistency between the vehicle type as, a, a, as recorded in a crash record and the vehicle type as recogni- re- recorded in a hospital record that we might uh, believe refers to the same case. That kind—that's an example of the sort of thing that we did. There was uh, the the the, uh, the notes at the bottom of this slide indicate some of the sorts of things that we. In Counted and outline some of what we did to deal with them. And again, I refer you to the re- report for more information on that. A key aspect of the process that de- that depends largely or ch- chiefly on the on the uh, the PPN, the person uh, the person linkage, but supplemented by other information in the records, mm-hmm. is to try and identify pairs of records: a crash record and a and a and a hospital record, both of which. Um, refer to the same person being involved and injured in the same same, uh, crash. In our jargon, we refer to these CH pairs. There was quite a lot of effort given to identifying and specifying exactly what should count as a sufficiently plausibly related pair of records. Um, Obviously the PPN was important, but other considerations as well. Uh, Time is a very important consideration. Um, We defaulted to allowing uh, to To considering crash records up to two days sorry hospital records where the admission was up to two days after crash involvement by default uh, we, we didn't rec- we required relatively little additional evidence to to accept that if we knew it was the same person and the person had been admitted um, up to two days after crash involvement that that could be. Uh, generally regarded as, a, 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 as a, a as a true pair um, in, in, in effect in, 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 when we dive deeper into that we find that nearly all of these pairs the um, the admission was between one and three hours after the time of the of, of, of the cr- the recorded time of the crash but we did allow some other records in with longer uh, gaps between recorded crash dat- uh, date and time and admission date and time um, but we required additional we we set the bar higher in terms of additional information before we'd accept such cases. Again I refer refer you to the report for details. Most CH pairs uh, identified in this way were included in the in, in the counted set, but there were three specific types that were omitted. Um, uh, for reasons to do with the way uh, the, 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 the 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 concept that we were trying to measure had been defined, uh, the first of these types was where the hospital record said, that, "Yep, here's a person who was admitted to hospital on such and such a date after a, a a car crash or a land transport crash," but the diagnoses in the record say that that after examination and observation, the person was found not to have an injury. So these were people admitted after a crash, fortunately not injured and we didn't count them in in our main results. Second type that we included, we've got the records for, but in in terms of the definition we were asked to operate on, um, we didn't include in the main results uh, records where the hospital record says that the injury was intentional, whether intentional self-harm or intentional assault. And The third type we didn't include, I'll just mention very briefly, but there's some instances where some people have f- admitted frequently and could be expected to be admitted after, a, after crash involvement, irrespective of the crash, does, not implying that, the, that they got any injury. An example would be somebody on renal dialysis who might be admitted every two or three days routinely. I should just point out that uh, the, the, we, we have a large volume of crash records were provided to us for the, for the project. The crash records that form part of the crash hospital pairs are a crucial part of the main results that, w- that we report here, but are only a small proportion of all of the crash records provided. The other crash records are in the data set, are available for other purposes, but do not contribute to the main results that in, in the current report. That uh, pairing of, of a crash hospital pairs also the, 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 the pairs also vary in ways uh, that that might um, tend to confirm that a crash hospital pair meets the projective definition or casts doubt on that. There are a number of types that we identified, chiefly in terms of the. Uh, Characteristic com- components of the uh, of the uh, cause coding in the hospital records. Um, the the type that was most numerous by far, accounting for 93.6% of all of these crash hospital pairs identified, were records in which the external cause code in the hospital record. Record says land transport, and the place of occurrence code in the hospital record says it occurred on a street and highway, and that's the the, the type of pair that we considered to be sort of m- most confirmatory of of so, uh, of, of the being a, a true crash hospital pair, and we definitely included in the results. There was a second type that were uh, similar, but but sort of had, had uh, but the place code was not. Um, a street and highway that we also included, another 2.6%. There are two other types there that uh, an argument could be made for inclusion, but um, after deliberation in, in the course of this project, those two types, which amount to account for about 4% of, um, of of the crash hospital pairs, were not included in the main results reported here. They are relevant and in, in some kinds of an analytic situations, however. The second type of, of records that uh, were w- identified in, in the project are records that have a hospital record that uh, that is uh, c- credibly uh, in which information makes it a credible candidate to be counted as, a, as as a record of a person injured in a road case, but we did not find a matching crash record for this for this uh, episode. Uh, this includes uh, many uh, many ty- a wide variety of types, but particularly as um, Michael mentioned earlier on, um, unprotected road users, pedal cyclists, and pedestrians these case, These cases were identified essentially in a way that was designed to mimic the characteristics of the Hospital records that form part of crash hospital pairs. Um, This slide outlines or gives reasonably fairly. A high level of detail on exactly how we specified um, those cases in after developing developing the method, and they're meant to be they're intended to be the first or only hospital record uh, in uh, for for a person that is plausibly the the sorry the, the only re, sorry, records for a person that are plausibly the first or only hospitalization following a a, a, a road crash involvement. Having identified uh, crash hospital pairs and identified uh, hospital records that we considered should be counted, but were not paired with uh, with uh, crash records, we also needed to uh, identify and omit uh, Deaths among those uh, those candidate cases that met the conventional road sector de- uh, operational definition of road death. So uh, involved. So we sought to uh, identify and omit from main results uh, deaths within 30 days of crash involvement. And that led us. That that process led us to the step. Stage of being able then to uh, identify the, uh, the, 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 the uh, or to estimate the cases that met the study, uh, uh, study criteria uh, on the basis of the method that we'd used, uh, the linked to crash, crash hospital pairs, the other hospital only cases admitted uh, identified as being the admission of a person due to unintentional road injury, less deaths among those people that occurred within 30 days of crash involvement or first admission in the case of the hospital only cases. That led us to um, a, a summary of some uh, to, to the, the the summary results. Um, this gives an over a, a, a sense overall of the uh, pattern of the two types of two main types of records that we identified. So, in overall results, 60% of the overall uh, ca- cases identified uh, were uh, crash hospital pairs, and another 40% overall were hospital-only cases. That's overall. Here we can see equivalent information, but uh, divided up into some of the main. Types of uh, land transport uh, user. So in the right hand data column there, that's the overall overall numbers. You can see in the bottom right hand corner the 60% and 40% that the diagram on the previous slide gave. But if you look across the rows here, look for example at pedal cyclists. Among the pedal cyclists that met the criteria for being counted, only 25% were in crash hospital pairs, whereas 75% were hospital only cases. In contrast, motor vehicle drivers, 80% were in crash hospital pairs and 20% were hospital only cases. And the somewhat different proportions in um, the other uh, types of road user that are shown on the slide. Finally from me before passing over to Angela, just a a summary on um, some of the the kind of consequences or effects of having used a linked data method in comparison with the, the, what has been the, the, the previous or current approach to estimating non-fatal road injuries in, in Australia, which relies solely on long, non-linked ad, admitted patient data. We found that the estimates that we got tended to be a bit lower than, than when using the conventional method for, uh, for analysing the non-linked admitted, uh, admitted patient data by about 9% overall, though it varies from type to type, and that's largely due to the linked data method making better allowance for readmissions of people, but it's also somewhat to do with using the crash data and somewhat to do with some other, some other considerations. The, um, the, 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 using the linked data method provides rich case information, particularly for where we've got CH pairs for the 60% overall of that type. Uh, we did find, we tended to find that trends over the 10 years that we were looking at tended to be smoother based on the uh, linked data method than, um, than, than on the previous method. And of course, cross-border flows are, are visible for the first time with this kind of work. I'll pass over to Angela now.
3: everyone, thanks James. Um, so, a key reason to undertake the project um, is to develop data that could be used for reporting against indicators of serious non-fatal road injury cases in Australia. So, at the time the work was being conducted, serious injury indicators for the current road safety strategy were not finalised or agreed upon. So, to illustrate the potential for the Stage 2 project data, for such reporting as this, we use measures of non-fatal road curves were framed in terms of the fatal road injury indicators that were specified in the 2011-2020 National Road Safety Strategy.
2: Sorry.
3: Here we go. Um, the vitality equivalent um, serious injury indicators included in the report I presented here today are of two types. So we have hospital data alone are sufficient to enable reporting of the first type, referred to as status A, while crash data are required to report the second type, which is status B. As mentioned, status A indicators are those types that can be as specified and reported on, on the basis of information that is available in hospital records. Reporting on these indicators does not require information that is only available from crash data. So both components of stage two case counts, so the CH pairs that James was talking about earlier, as well as the hospital only, can be used when reporting on status A indicators. Status A indicators often then can include high level indicators for Australia and by jurisdiction of the overall number of hospitalised non-fatal road injuries resulting from road crashes, and other indicators that report the number of hospitalised non-fatal road injuries for certain modes of transport. Status B National Road Safety Strategy Fatality equivalent indicators are those that can be specified using crash reports, but not by using hospital records alone. Hence, only the CH pairs or the crash hospital pairs of the stage two data can be used when reporting on status B. Since no hospital only cases are included in the status B indicator counts, um, they are considered to be underestimates. The extent of underestimation is also likely to differ between status B indicators, may also differ between jurisdictions, as well as over time. Uh, If this is so, then indicator values based on CH pairs will have statistical bias, as well as being these underestimates. Status C indicators were not analysed or reported at all due to issues with both crash and hospital data. Um, which are mainly of the type where there were inconsistencies between jurisdictions uh, in definitions or how the data was recorded. So we have some findings here um, that are in the report. So compared to the baseline, which was a three-year average um, from 2008 to 2010, uh, the values in 2017 had changed as follows. So the annual number of cases had increased by 20.3%. The rate per 100,000 population had increased 7.8%. The rate per 100 million vehicle kilometres travelled, or VKT, had increased 13.3%. And the rate per 10,000 registered motor vehicles had increased 10.4%. In the report, the entire series is presented um, and we can see that the numbers have been steadily increasing over time for these indicators. It should also be noted that this comparison of the latest available single year count with a three-year baseline is consistent with the method used currently by BITRE and with the brief for this work. Um, Estimated case counts by jurisdictions are now detailed in this table. Um, In 2017, New South Wales had the highest count, closely followed by Victoria, then Queensland, South Australia, the Northern Territory, the ACT and Tasmania. The number of non-fatal hospitalised road injury cases in 2017 was above the 2008 to 2010 average. Um, In New South Wales by 12.4%, in Queensland by 43.4%, Tasmania by 6.4%, the Northern Territory 27.1%, and the Australian Capital Territory, almost 20%. Uh, The only included jurisdiction with a decrease in the estimated count was South Australia, for which the case count in 2017 was 5.6 below the baseline. This table shows the sub-national counts, so for the six included jurisdictions, so without Victoria and Western Australia, for the most detailed, for the more, sorry, detailed status A indicators. Um, Compared to the 2008-2010 average annual baseline, in 2017, there was a larger number of younger driver and motorcycle rider hospitalised non-fatal road injuries, so those aged 17 to 25, and that was up 18.6%. Older driver and motorcycle rider hospitalised non-fatal road injuries, or those aged 65 plus, um, was up 68.6%. Uh, motorcycle rider hospitalised non-fatal road injuries were up 16.1% and cyclist um, or bicycle rider hospitalised non-fatal road injuries were up 43.6%. The number of pedestrian hospitalised non-fatal road injury cases changed very little during the study period. This next table um, shows the estimated values of some of the status B indicators for the large sub-national region comprising Australia without Western Australia and Victoria. So as we've noted already, or only the CH pair component of the results can be used when reporting on status B indicators. For that reason, the values reported here are likely to be underestimates, and the extent of underestimation might differ um, by the indicator type, um, jurisdiction, as well as over time. Compared to the baseline, so again, that annual average for the three years, 2008 to 2010, with one exception, case counts in 2017 were larger for all status B indicators by anywhere between 1.3% and 20%. The exception was hospitalised non-fatal road injuries on remote roads, for which case counts in 2017 were similar to that of the baseline period. I'll just leave this slide up here for just a little moment take that in. Now I'm gonna talk a little bit about the utility of um, using the data in the different ways. So those where we can count the CH pairs plus the hostel only, as opposed to when we use um, CH pairs alone. Um, So as with the indicators, the utility of the data to be used to answer research questions and policy um, issues depends on the scope of the data. So when we want to explore issues relating to the entire serious injury count, that is the CH pairs and the hospital only cases, then there were, um, then we are limited somewhat to what the hospital data can provide us. Um, This still leaves a lot of options for exploration, however, um, including the examining uh, the injury numbers, rates and trends over time. We can also explore the nature and severity of the injuries. We can look into, for example, the proportion of people who have traumatic brain injuries or suffer from permanent disability. This in turn then helps us to estimate the burden and cost of hospital admissions resulting from road crash injury. We can also examine issues that are not normally systematically recorded in road crash data, such as looking at the impact of road crash injury on Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and communities. Although it should be noted that further approval would be required to examine these data. By using the uh, information in the hospital data, we can also examine all of these issues in terms of uh, different road user types, sex, age and jurisdiction, just to name a few. There are almost limitless use cases when we have a crash record. We can examine the interaction between crash infrastructure, person and vehicle characteristics on the nature and severity of road crash injuries. This includes looking at crash characteristics like crash nature, crash location, road infrastructure and the impact on the type and severity of the injuries that are occurred in these different circumstances. We can look at the impact of vehicle characteristics, such as the type of vehicle, the age of a vehicle, the inclusion of safety features um, and more precisely look at the injury nature and severity of those. Um, we can examine things like seating position, whether there are certain positions in a vehicle that may or may not lead to different types of injuries or different severities of injury, as well as looking at um, issues such as helmet and seatbelt use. So, as I've already mentioned in relation to the indicators, um, the limit we have when we have to rely on the crash record being included is in terms of the population or scope, as well as potential bias. So analyses that only include those records that have both hospital and crash will be an underestimate of the cases and be biased against certain road user types or crash types. As James mentioned earlier, things such as bicycle riders. While this is not ideal, it is still an improvement on using crash data alone as we are generally relying on now. And um, currently in most jurisdictions, we have the same um, underestimation but we also lack all of the health information to explore serious injury effectively. There needs to be some caution that we can only conduct analyses using cases that have only a crash record, but in certain circumstances, for particular crash types or road users we know they have much lower underreporting, it would be completely appropriate and reasonable. And thank you. I will now pass over to James.
2: Thanks, Ange. Uh, I really just want to um, provide a brief summary and comments <clears throat> in, in, in a way of conclusions. So, I think what I'd, I'd start by saying that I think that we've we certainly convinced ourselves that, that it's feasible to undertake um, uh, linkage, to, to use record linkage to undertake um, study of um, Road serious non-fatal road injury in Australia. We got information from seven jurisdictions. Not perfect, not exactly what we wanted in in some cases. It was able to be linked, processed, and analysed. So the adequacy of the, informa- of, the of the of the data that exists in Australia, I think I think we're, we're satisfied that that's um, that that it is sufficient. Not perfect, but good enough. Um, we as Angela has just been describing we we, um, we we were able to use the information to make estimates for two sets of uh, c- serious injury equivalents uh, or indi- ind- indicator equivalents um, for the for the period for which we had the data um, A key feature of the information is that uh, while we were able to identify linked pairs of crash and hospital record for 60% of the, of, of the counted cases overall. They were not found for another 40% of cases and with uh, practical consequences um, of, of the type that uh, Angela has just described. Um, there were, we, we were able to use the information to provide estimates of trends of a number of types of cases of, of interest. Um, And we were also able to uh, uh, identify uh, information on on cross-border flows that we haven't emphasised that in this presentation. Next slide, please. So the project resulted in the production of a a rich data set that can be used to investigate many aspects of of serious road injuries, and and, um, Angela has identified a few of those, and and the report, particularly sections 5 and 6, provide some examples of use of the data the data set has potential for further investigation, including things such as the relationships between crash characteristics and injury characteristics and spatio-temporal aspects of crashes and road injury and aspects of injury severity. And I think that that what's been done so far does provide a substantial foundation for transition to an ongoing register. Next slide, please. So these are the conclusions that we draw. record linkage can be used to estimate serious road injury in Australia and on that basis there's been uh, some consideration given to transitioning to an ongoing registry. The crash and hospital data together provide a strong basis for analysis of a a number of topics and Angela's talked about that. Crash records are not available for a lot of the uh, hospitalized road injury cases um, and with, with several uh, consequences that I've summarised here and that Angela's spoken about, if one relies on, road in, uh, on crash data alone, um, this sort of the sort of information that we've come up with and uh, linked data studies in individual jurisdictions have shown, is that one is essentially working with blind spots. Uh, that there are these big blind spots in the case of, un, uh, of unprotected road users like uh, bicyclists and smaller road spots in the case of other types of road user. but blind spots nonetheless. Hospital data uh, can be used to fill the gap for case counting but lack details on some car- car- on on crash characteristics that are relevant and there is potential to partly at least fill those gaps by using other sources of data such as ambulance information. Ambulance records are typically pretty good at identifying place and time of pickup uh, which is not a bad proxy for crash place and time. And uh, there is also the the potential to 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 compare information between jurisdictions and assess cross-border flow and so on. Next slide, please. So, where to? Um, Multi-jurisdiction projects using record linkage, such as the one that we've described today, have been slow and administratively difficult in Australia. Ours was slow and administratively difficult, and it's not alone in that. Um, In doing this sort of work, we had to obtain data um, and, and permissions to get data, especially from, uh, from each jurisdiction and each data provider under special arrangements. This could be described as a bespoke method. Advantages of a bespoke method are that it enabled us that we were at least able to develop a solution um, and we were able to do that with features that are pretty well optimal for the purpose but the disadvantage is that there's very high overhead in time and cost to put in place and particularly to maintain the required data access. There is an alternative to this um, that's, becoming a, that's becoming possible, has not been possible until now, but is becoming possible. And that is to base an ongoing crash register on an enduring health sector linked data system that's been developed to serve a variety of purposes. The advantage of that approach is a lower overhead for the crash data. For the crash data register because one's joining up with other users of the health health data um, to to serve a variety of purposes um, through one one linked data set. The disadvantage is that using uh, an information system developed for other purposes may require compromises concerning some of the data items and terms of use and so on that might be optimal for a crash data register. And a, a suitable enduring health sector data set Linked dataset was not in place when we began uh, the stage two project. Uh, it's emerg- there is now, however, an emerging National Health Data Hub, which has the potential to be a suitable basis um, for an ongoing register. The the NHDH um, is foreshadowed to offer a a flexible basis for linking a variety of Commonwealth State and Territory Government and non-government data sets for statistical analysis and research, and to have the option to link in additional data sets to its core set of health-related data sets, which potentially can include crash data. Thanks for your attention, and I'll pass over to Michael.
1: Well, thank you, James and Angela. Um, Really important work and an amazing amazing, um, body of of effort. So congratulations. It's an incredible contribution you've made here. I, I trust that your leadership and efforts will help us understand and ultimately reduce the burden and pain many thousands of Australians suffer each year. So what are we doing next? Or in the immediate short term, our focus at Austroads is on continuing to explore the immense data set that we've built. It's a lot of effort going in there, as you've heard. We want to make sure we get some more value out of that. Uh, and then longer term, this obviously this project has demonstrated great success in the linkage method, and there are new opportunities that James has just mentioned. Uh, so we're working with the Office of Road Safety and BITRI. Uh, to, we'd like to establish an ongoing registry of serious injury data that allow will allow us to continually monitor and regularly report our progress in reducing serious injuries. So thank you for those who've uh, submitted some questions. We'll um, have a few minutes to go through those and if we cannot get to them in time, um, we will respond in writing. Um, James and Angela, could you um, just turn on your cameras and microphones to join me here? Uh, There's a couple of questions I'll just quickly take and then uh, if, if there's any gaps, James or Angela, just jump in. What are the prospects for getting West Australia on board but the intention is to do that we're working with west australia has been a lot of really valuable work um, there it really comes down to the mechanism that we were able to use to, to satisfy all jurisdictions that we're protecting their um their data and that's what we're all trying to do um, could i
2: just contribute on that point yeah, that the, the 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 commonwealth's kind of most developed um equivalent data set i think called Nisi at the moment has encountered similar issues that it, it at the moment even in its version three lacks Western australia and northern territory data um, however the administrators there are in continuing discussion with western Australia and um, my sense is that the that they're hopeful of making progress to um, have their system and the and the envisaged future health data hub have fully national scope they're they're not giving up on the endeavor
1: thank you there's a a question here around the exclusion criteria we notice that um, self-harm and uh, assault for example are excluded that was a decision by the road safety task force and the idea there is to align the serious injury data with what's historically been captured for um, road death so it's, it's about alignment of those two sources
2: But again, as as Michael was saying, that special analyses can be done and those records with those characteristics are in the data set and could be made the subject of of a focused special analysis.
1: I've got a question for you here, James. Is there any work being done to identify sources of potential systematic error or bias in record keeping by health and police services?
2: Um, I mean, there's a lot of levels to that kind of question. Um, uh, Look, I'm I'm not sure that I'm able to give a sort of a short, helpful answer on that. I mean, in the health sector, there have been um, long-standing processes in place concerning the quality of uh, the the hospital separations data set. Now, their focus is not on the, the, the road injury aspects of the of, of, of the collection. Their focus is more on the, you know, it tends to be most sharply focused on things to do with diagnoses and, and, um, and, 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 and the cost-related aspects of health. But nevertheless, there is a substantial kind of infrastructure of quality assurance concerning the hospital data sets in Australia. I'm less familiar with the details of the of the kind of systems that underlie the crash data in in the various jurisdictions.
1: Uh, thanks there's a question here that's um, asking about the reason for hospital only crashes or the lots of cases where there is no crash record found.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, sure. well, you Ange, any do you Would you like to speak to that Ange?
3: Yeah sure um, so um, while we you know, can only speculate in some cases. We we do find there's some patterns in those hospital-only cases that might be an indication as to why there isn't a crash record. Um so for bicycle riders, for example, um a, a good proportion of those that are in hospital but are not reported to police um, normally do not involve another vehicle, in uh, particular a motor vehicle. Um, so the you know, the working theory is that a lot of bicycle riders um, don't report um, their road crash injuries to police when um, they're on their own um, because there isn't really um, an impetus for them to do so because of um, insurance and things like that. Um, So, uh, and that's also the case with motorcycle riders and various other things. So that's kind of one of the things that seems to be influencing whether things are reported to police or not. Um, is the involvement of other motor vehicles. Um, I'm not sure if there's anything else you wanted to add, James, on that
2: score. With, similarly, it's it's sort of semi-speculation, but the kinds of cases that are not uh, that are crash that are hospital only tend to be sorts of events that are unlikely, for example, to disrupt traffic, and so yep. they they tend to be events that are unlikely to have prompted the attendance of police or emergency services for other reasons and so on. So um, sort of l- low profile events in a, in a sense um, t- are very highly represented among the hospital only cases.
3: Yeah, there's also uh, uh, a little bit of uh, bias towards younger um, bicycle riders as well um, in some cases, so so children. Um, and those, um, you know, again, sort of speculating that a lot more of those would happen on, um, you know, streets outside your house or outside their house. Um, and again, it's sort of if it doesn't involve a motor vehicle, um, they may not necessarily even consider the fact that that would be something that they should report to police. Because their priority is just to get their child to be treated for their injury and 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 wouldn't think of any other implications.
1: Uh, Angela, I've got a question here about what might be some of the reasons for the differences in the direction and magnitude of the change in crashes and hospitalisations that were found. So this would be, I think, slide 41.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So slide, sorry, sorry, slide 40. So what were some of the reasons for the difference in magnitude and direction?
3: Um, oh, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's really um, something like an answer um, off the top of my head. Um, and i know that we've had we did have some feedback from um some of the task force members in terms of some of the explanations um and um yes yeah, so i think that uh you know obviously with the older drivers and motorcycle riders we could speculate about things about the aging population um and also um you know i think that um you know there's been increases in um motorcycle rider um, injuries well because we've seen that in the fatalities over those similar years as well as the bicycle riders um, and that's probably a reflection I would think of mobility changes and increases in using those forms of transport Um, but we definitely have to investigate that further and, and and when we have more recent data to see whether those trends are continuing which I believe a lot of them are.
1: Okay I'm just going to just do one more question now this one's popped up a few times a few people have asked this question or similar Really, question about e-scooters, um, skateboards. Where do they sit? How are how are they treated in this data? Mm.
2: It's not not in a satisfactory way. Let's say uh, that the, the 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 classification system that's used in the hospitals for the hospitals data. Um, it's 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 not dreadful in terms of its ability to discriminate a variety of different types of um, of transport, um, but it the version that's in place, uh, the ICD-10 AM uh, sort of pre its development predates the explosion of um, e-scooters and various types of vehicles in the you know in in the last decade. And while it it has categories with labels with labels like um, scooter, um, whether those are being applied in a way that um, is, like, that puts e-scooters consistently into the same category is, is not clear to us. And it's certainly something that we think needs attention in the hospital data. The crash data similarly do not have, very, well, in the versions in the era that, of the data that we've got, simply don't have tidy categories to identify these types of uh, pedestrian conveyance. And um, uh, there's a need to improve that.
1: Thank you, James. Thank you, Angela. I think we'll leave it there with the questions and hand it back over to Ekaterina.
0: Thanks very much, everyone. I just have a couple of slides um, to finish the session. As you can see on the screen, we have a number of webinars coming up. Um, in the next few months. So if you're interested in any of them, please visit our website and register. Uh, and as usual, after we close out today's session, a questionnaire will pop up on your screen. Uh, please take a couple of minutes uh, to send us your feedback. It really helps us to know what you liked or didn't like about the session and what suggestions you have for our future webinars. We have a few questions left uh, and we will respond to them uh, in writing after the webinar. And once again, today's session has been recorded we will send you the link to the recording when it's published on our website. Thanks again, everyone. Stay well and safe and enjoy the rest of your day.